Welcome to Fandoms, a show from every fan's point of view. And as Mickey said in that really quick introduction, welcome to Fandoms. Um, again, we are Sans Michael, uh, and, and joining me today is uh, my good friend, good friend Will. Uh, Will, how are you doing? I am unhappy with 2024. It came at me with violence, and I do not want this year at all. Thank you. You've got. Is there? Is it something you 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 know when you when you say something like that, you you're you're asking for me to ask the question. So yes, Will, that's, that's exactly what. You, what yes. happened? What attacked you? Uh, actually, it was my own body. I uh, first of all, uh, I do not like New Year's Eve. Okay, as in, in general, I have three dogs. They're very sensitive. Two of them are very sensitive to sound, and one of them is just a mouthy corgi. And so people were celebrating New Year's with explosives up until like 2.30. So the dogs were up till 2.30. But at 7 a.m., I decided, no, I'm going to start 2024 right. We're going to get Benjamin, my corgi's harness on him, and we're going to go for a walk. And this is going to be the year of getting healthy again, right? And uh, the last, I did a three-mile walk, and the last quarter of a mile, I started to get a pain in my heel. And it turns out, uh, for some reason, during that walk, I got full-blown plantar fasciitis. And so now I'm trying to recover from that. I, I can't, I can only wear one pair of shoes right now. I've already tried an orthopedic pair of shoes. And now I'm going to be trying a brace. And every once in a while, I'm rubbing my foot on a, a frozen water bottle. It ain't cool, man. It ain't cool. I was going to so say, the, I, I, don't, I don't know why. And I'm not saying that you resemble a lunch lady in any way. But when you said that, my first thought was... Um, Adam Sandler's Lunch Lady Land. We're talking about the brown orthopedic shoes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I digress. Um, you see so, I got them right here. They're not pretty I, at all. I, I, don't, I don't really want <laughs> Listen, listen. I I can't say it's... Well, I can say. Um, I would probably say with with the weather, uh, migraines have been a thing. You know, it, Getting old stinks. It, it really stinks. Yes, it does. But, Yes, but we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna blaze past. Um, it's it's a new year. Uh, it can start badly, but it can end really well. It damn well um, better. What's that? I said it damn well better. Because well, I don't want to start off the year wearing these. There's no Spider Man or Venom on these. Those actually don't look bad. Why are you complaining about those shoes? Look at the sole on this thing. Listen, it it doesn't look that bad. It does not look that bad at all. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. How about going to bed every night in one of these? Huh? This is <laughs> this is great to sleep in. Okay, listen. Look, man. I I have a CPAP. So I do too. I would rather wear that than have that on my face. But you know, and uh, and, and the whole reason why I got out and started walking, I'm sure if I were to show you, you could still see the CPAP strap marks on my face right now. I wish I could so grow a shower a after you hydrate your yours. skin. The marks go away. I, um, I hydrate. What are you saying? Drink water. Are you claiming I'm unclean? Drink. Look, yeah. I got my Stanley right here. I'm all trendy with my Stanley. But it's not pink. Nor should it be. Yeah. Um. So, yes. Uh, welcome to Fandoms. We are starting a new year, uh, 2024. And this evening, since it's the first episode of the year, and I've kind of been toying. We, we've got some guests that I'm, I'm kind of trying to woo um to to get on the show um mm -hmm. not 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 that uwu but but to to definitely like uh i guess you could say court to be on the show to have some fun um i think there are some people that I'm, i've been in talks with that we'll have down the road we you know 
with Mike Brighty as uh, last 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 show. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, and we've got some stuff going down the road, maybe some TikTokers. But tonight, uh, I want to try something that um, I come up with. And Will was game for it. Was already talking smack while we were preparing. Um, I don't know if that's why you why we don't have other people participating because he <laughs> was talking them like in the midst. Um, but a huge shout out to Samosas and Popcorn Pooja uh, for picking the name uh, the Cinema Smackdown. And you can see that in the upper right hand, upper right hand corner of the screen. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to see in tonight's um, tonight's topic is what is the best movie with the worst adaptation from a book? And there's there's a number of things to go from. Um, but before we do that being a new year and there's been a lot of things going we don't have a Pooja's pick segment we don't have a fandoms you segment um we're gonna be having those coming in the next couple weeks um, just a grumpy old man what's that just a grumpy old man that's what you've got <laughs> i and and will and so um i decided to do something i was playing around getting ready for the show and i found this and i want to make it a whole new segment because by all means we are living in a time where AI wants to take over and people want to use AI for everything. I can't open Photoshop without it wanting to me to use um, AI generative like text this descriptions for adding images to pictures, um, which, which is its own thing and will probably be one of the segments in the future. But if you don't know CapCut, if you have CapCut Pro, there is actually a function now where you can tell a very small amount of information and not only will will CapCut's ai um create a script for you mm -hmm. it will then produce a video from that script with nothing but what's available on CapCut. and so i want to name this segment specifically let's go ahead and bring up the cue card um the first of many Reasons AI won't take our jobs. And this is specifically for us as streamers. And so let's just let's just let it roll. AI is going to tell us a little bit about Marvel movies. So AI, take it away. To our discussion on Marvel's Cinematic Universe, a groundbreaking multimedia project that has captivated fans worldwide. This expansive universe brings together a diverse cast of superheroes and villains, each with their own unique abilities and storylines. One of the most epic battles in the MCU is undoubtedly the climactic showdown between Spider-Man and Daredevil in the Avengers. These two heroes, longtime allies, must join forces to face off against the sinister Wilson Fisk and his Hydra organization. But the MCU doesn't stop there. Infinity War and Endgame present a thrilling interconnected storyline that keeps viewers on the edge of their seats. These films also explore the consequences of the villainous Thanos' actions, with epic battles between the forces of good and evil that leave a lasting impact on the universe. The MCU's dedication to high-octane action and intricate storytelling has earned it a reputation as one of the best video game adaptations. With titles like Spider-Man, Far From Home, and Avengers Endgame garnering rave reviews from critics and fans alike. 
that that was that was that was so bad it may be bordering on good i i don't know <laughs> what listen First of all, when did daredevil have... fight spider-man in the avengers and what does that have to do with this woman finding out she's pregnant i'm sorry and then the guy who's 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 um who they put up there for wilson <laughs> i mean at least they got the bald thing right <laughs> i'm telling you right now oh man this is the peak of ai we don't need anything more <laughs> from any, no, anything sir. i would now here's the thing there is a multiverse where this is I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry. I, that, that okay. Well, so first of all, you have to tell us what what exactly within the AI prompt did you put in? Well, that's where it even gets funny because there's a title, and it was I just typed in Marvel or no, actually I, I typed in MCU, and then it came up with Epic Battles as the finishing of the title. So I chose that. And then it did everything else. Boy, howdy, did it ever. Wow. <laughs> it even I, I did wait. it choose that voice? It, which I wonder if it had anything to do with the fact that Steamboat Willie is now free use. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've so seen terrible. it. I've seen it. Here's the problem. I've I've watched that video way more than i want to admit what wait, wait, why, why you saw it... me you saw me when we were muted like just rolling in my chair i i absolutely love this and i wanted so badly to show this to like everybody in the team but i didn't want to ruin it and it, it is still it is still glory it's so bad it's, it's like those it's like those ai generated stories um it just it's just perfect um it, it, it was amazing and and terrible all at once uh my favorite i so the, the pregnant lady was one i loved the caption of tr the 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 slide with trending and then clearly a bunch of people on like mobile devices and everything that looked more like you know this is business in action but then what in the hell did engine repair have to do with anything <laughs> you know I, the, because it used the term high octane later on I think it was preemptively getting us like revved up. <laughs> Man. Oh, and goodness. and then and then you know, one other thing AI really needs to learn is the way to do a nice subtle close out, not just we're done. <laughs> it was, just, it was wow. it's like it gave up. It just gave up. I know um, the feeling now. Oh. <laughs> that was terrible. That's where we're at. Welcome, welcome to the generation of AI. No, but well, that's I great. Mean, and, think about think about the stuff we can do now like zombie rom com like i i'm gonna put in such random crap into this generator this is gonna be its own thing like it's gonna be absolutely let's here's what you do if you don't mind my telling you how to do your show oh you solicit from the audience just give me three sci-fi topics to mash up for this and oh, that way that's what like you a, enter in we should do like an ai mad libs there you go. Yes. Yes, Tom got it. Digital, it's like digital Mad Libs. Absolutely. This is this is better. Let it do its thing. Let it have fun. They I hope they never improve it because it's perfect just the way it is right now. 
I don't want anything more in my life. It's, um, it, it, and it's sad because is, AI does really well with a lot of things. Um, well, like especially like the social media generators and stuff, but does it, does it really? Well, because I will say, you know, there are, there are social media um, like apps where you can like post something to everything and you can pay credits to actually have AI like generate a, a caption based off of what, what the, what you're posting, but it'll ask you for like a couple sentence about what it is. And it gives a really good summary um, for it. And it will actually look up the name of whoever you put in the, in the thing. Oh. Um, I tested it a couple times and then accidentally deleted it all and lost the credits. But um, I, I don't want anything more from, from AI. That's, that's all I need. That's all I need in that voice, preferably. Um, yeah. but... Man, from the minute that's... that came on, I'm like, why is Grover yelling at me? <laughs> and Grover, I'm like, it's Mickey Mouse. It's, it's Steamboat Willie. <laughs> No, that was a little. That was I don't. I don't. That was that was like some Muppet ate Steamboat Willie, and that's what resulted in their throat. I don't. I was know. like, "Are you trying to do the voice?" Like, no, it's it's. Oh man, I'm good. It's, it's such an interesting the culmination of choices. Well, you know, I mean, the reason we know we knew AI is still not at the point where we'd be able to take our jobs because, mm -hmm. like, even recently in the news, I think there was a, a. Let's not get into names, but there was a lawyer who like submitted an argument and asked AI to assist in the process. And when it couldn't find cases to back up the, the argument, it created them. So yeah, I think we're good, but it's interesting to see the way it is creeping up almost everywhere. Now I can't remember what I was using, but instantly there was an AI suggestion that said, Hey, you know, I really think what you're looking for is this. And I said, no, it isn't. Mind your business, AI, please. Mind you, I've got like 20 different Alexa devices sitting around me right now, so I shouldn't. Oh, no, no, I absolutely do, too. Like, um, that was a great part about when I actually streamed on Twitch for a while. I had some people that would 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 watch with the audio playing in the room, and I would I would tell their devices to order certain things just for the fun of it. Um, or I think there was one time where I had one one. He, he's he give me gifts and stuff so we were cool doing this but like i'd be on the on the live and he'd be like i'm in i'm in the grocery store right now and i would just be like don't forget your you know your your um hemorrhoid cream or something else like really loud um and i just remember getting a, like all of a sudden my, my drops the, the number of viewers dropped and i get a private message like that wasn't cool man so you know <laughs> <laughs> i i had that happen on something else i think i was I, sadly i think i was scrolling TikTok. And somebody made an announcement, or actually it was a commercial for something. And typically, mm -hmm. I believe people, there's like a submission portal where you can say, look, I'm submitting a commercial and it is going to make reference to this. So it'll help the smart device ignore the command. Uh, and I don't think they did it because instantly it fired off. And I'm like, you you be quiet and don't listen to this person. Anyway, neither yeah. here nor yeah. there. Why are we really here, Tony? Absolutely. Well, the reason why we're here tonight is because of what we were saying um, we're going to try something new. And again, the we need you viewers to stick with us and participate because in a little bit, we're going to have a QR code that you will actually have to vote to see which one of us is right. And the question is going to be this. Tony's which so going to win is this. the best? What? You're so going to win this. What is the best movie that is the worst book adaptation? What is the best movie that is the worst book adaptation 
And um, I want to just clarify that means we're looking for a really good movie that compared to its book, it's terrible. Like it's, it's night and day. It's like a complete, like they, you wonder how the author even signed off. And, and, and for both of these movies that we're going to talk about, the authors both signed off on these movies being drastically different than the books. That's the worst part about it, I think. Well, and the in other interesting part, if I may, is that we are dealing with movies directed by the same director as well. Yes. Coincidence. Because I, you know, for everyone that, that wants to know, there was a side channel on Discord where we were discussing this. And, and instantly when the idea came up, oh no, that was a chat. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, instantly when the idea came up, we both defaulted to the exact same movies. We both thought the exact same ones, which just shocks the heck out of me. Well, but I, not, not at the not same really. time. So, so let me let not although although to the ones although, we, although yeah. I will say I think one of them we defaulted just on it. It just came up because of bad ad adaptation. <laughs> Honestly yes. speaking, yes. So this was a hard one because like one of the things is you have to make sure that you've read the books um, and watched the movies, which we both have done that for both of them. Um, and, and we're counting audiobooks if, if anybody, you know, wants to do like, we're going to have a road rotating. Like I, I could see this being its own thing. Um, this, you know, cinema smackdown and us doing this down the future with, with rotating guests, you know, and doing it. Like I even, I even was telling my wife, I'm like, I'd love to get like a referee shirt and be the moderator for the, the SmackDown and have different guests going at it. Um, but what we need you guys to do is when the QR code comes up, you're going to vote on which is the best adaptation, um, but we're going to wait until we do the introduction for that. Um, but to give you an idea, when we talk about book adaptations that are terrible, um, these are just a list of movies that are not, these are, these are not what we're talking about tonight. We're only talking about two movies. But like if you were to watch the movie Aragon, First of all, the movie Aragon is terrible in its own right. Yeah, which is why it's not one of the ones we're doing. But it's also a terrible book adaptation. Horrible. Like it's it's nothing like the book. Like even not at all. Like you you talk about nerfing characters. Like they absolutely nerfed those characters in that thing. Um, I would per se say another 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 contender for for this that we didn't bring up would have been the Hobbit trilogy because. It's more so a lot of the stuff from the Hobbit trilogy, though there's a lot of like accuracy, they throw a lot of stuff in from other books or like, you know, un unfinished works like the Cimmerillion and things like that. So I would I would put that in this category. Or even like if you think about The Shining with Stephen King, very different oh. book. Stephen King hated the movie. So <laughs> but, it's, but, but it's Shining is a classic. Yes. And of course, we know that, it you know, Stephen King hated the movie because of the movie that this guy's going to be talking about. But anyway, yeah. um, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the very first. Drop the title card. I feel so bad for Rich because Rich is like trying to keep up with me and I'm doing stuff and he's just so Rich, you're doing an amazing job. Thank Plus you he's for got his own dang life, by the way. Um, we got the guy in the chair. We got the guy in the chair. Um, and, 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 and by the way, let's. Uh, <laughs> sorry, we just got a message. Rich, like, Rich just goes, I, I thought Tony froze because you're all. Yeah, well, I wasn't moving, and then you're like. Um, so first of all, before I, I just want to 
put this out there. First of all, everybody, yes, this is not, I would say, an original idea, but this is a different take because we're going with, we're not going with specifically <clears throat> movies that are going head to head, but we, we take a, a concept of uh, for movies and then apply it and then attempt to uh, to win our case. So because there have been other other podcasts that have done this type of thing, and and this is a unique spin, <clears throat> at least in my opinion. All that said is a disclaimer: don't come at us. So. Uh, first of all, let's uh, let's just talk about my movie, uh, and and I'm not going to say now why I'm going to lose, but I know I'm going to lose. You're going to find that out the moment Tony starts talking. But uh, the a movie that is a a good movie, but a terrible book adaptation, actually, in my opinion, is Ready Player One. And I, part of the reason why I can tell you this is a good movie is because the first time I saw it. The first time I saw the adaptation uh, on screen, I was infuriated. I was so mad. I was like, I can't believe it. That was terrible. What the heck? I wasn't, there was, this didn't do anything for me. But then when it came to home video, I watched it again. And I think maybe, just maybe, uh, <clears throat> it may be that it was a matter of something I needed to see more than once, okay? Uh, but mm -hmm. when it comes to Ready Player One, the reason why I think it is a good movie that is a horrible book adaptation, first of all, is because it completely deviates from, other than the base concept, all of the contextual subject matter. Uh, for those that aren't aware, Ready Player One is a story about a, a, a time in the future where virtual reality is is a part of, so much a part of life, I think it's more life than, uh, it's more about life than real life is, if you will. And in there, the sole owner of the company that is uh, the platform of the greatest VR company ever passes away. And he is going to give ownership of the company to the person that finds the three Easter eggs that he has placed within it because he was a big fan of old games. And if you've read the book, you would know that this is a massive 80s cult classic kind of jammed into a movie. Uh, it has a lot of 80s references, which is great for me because that's when I grew up. A lot of 80s music. You know, it's it's really definitely, as the kids would say, a vibe. And the reason why I say it is a good movie, and because everyone is going like, how are you going to defend it? It has extreme rewatchability. How do I know this? It is one of the movies my kid will request, my nine-year-old will request to watch when it comes time to put on a movie like just randomly. It's like, you want to watch a movie? Sure. What do you want to watch? If I put on Ready Player One, she will cheer. Okay. So it's definitely a good movie in that respect. It's also a movie, like I said, I can rewatch it time and time again. My daughter can rewatch it time and time again. It's something we can watch together. And we both get the same level of enjoyment out of it. And even though it completely deviates from all of the challenges, almost all of the subject matter, uh, it is, in my opinion, an excellent movie. Uh, the reason why, uh, it has a lot of things that we are facing right now. It uh, The VR world is one where uh, the struggle in the book and in the movie is that there is a major corporation, IOI, that is also attempting to win this challenge so that they can then exploit the platform. Like in the movie, there's a moment where the character says that, that research tells us we can occupy 70% of the visual space without uh, inducing seizures for advertisements, which is a great line in my opinion. 
but the uh, the movie also has good mm -hmm. undertones where it's telling us about one being too invested in, in virtual reality or onlineness or the like, and we need to take a break, touch grass, if you will, and get out there. Uh, it has statements about corporate greed, like I mentioned about, about the exploiting of corporations, uh, not really caring about the little guy, just looking to use us as a source of, of income, you know, like cattle that drives income for them. And, and you know, the, the scariness of corporate greed. Uh, and, you know, honestly speaking, I think the concept of the movie uh, as well, the concept of it as a book, it would it would have been very difficult to tell this story in one movie if you did a straight adaptation of the book. And also, admittedly, even though I really enjoyed the book, it has a, a lot of parts that, that drag on. OK, I'm not going to mm -hmm. lie. It has a lot of elements in it where. It's like, okay, I've got to get through this chapter to get to the next one. And then you find, oh, that was cool. But when it comes to the movie itself as an adaptation of the book, really, it the only thing it really has are the characters. It has one moment that's very similar uh, when there's the confrontation between our antagonist and our protagonist mm -hmm. uh, and the destruction of some property. But other than that, Nothing. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, because because at that point, when when the destruction of property happens mm -hmm. in the book, it's like years later or months. Like like it's at least a year, I think, from when when um when that destruction happens to him actually making moves against IOI, which was which right. was what was really funny to me. Yeah, and that's definitely not something you can do within a two hour movie. Um, yeah. And, you know, honestly speaking, I feel that this movie also did a really good job about not really trying to worry about mixing worlds. So in other words, we don't spend a lot of time seeing the title character running in his, on his VR treadmill or wearing glasses. When they're in the VR world, they are in the VR world. And when they are in reality, they're in reality. There's not really that much of a mix. And honestly, rewatchability, uh, an adaptation of a very popular book, will it ever be sequelized? Highly doubt it. Uh, and, and I think Spielberg did a very good job with this. The movie itself has a great cast and anything Simon Pegg is in, I'm going to, to be watching it no matter what, yeah. uh, you know, and honestly speaking, I just, I thought it was, I thought it was an enjoyable film. Once I took the book out of my lexicon, when I was watching the movie, rewatching the movie, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. So that, and that's, listen, that's, that's kind of my argument for it. I, there's really not much else to back it up because, man, it's a deviation. And honestly speaking, too, the movie has its faults. You know, I'm not going to lie. There are uh, the three challenges in the movie are very centralized for people or in the book that are very centralized for people that grew up in the 80s because it's all about 80s video games. The challenges really kind of focus on those uh, they made some interesting creative choices when they did the movie, but it makes sense because they were looking more for visual visual spectacle than anything else. And they made some interesting connections. So that way it, it made more sense that there were some real world, well, not virtual, well, there were some clues to where the Easter eggs are that people could find and follow. And, and just like in the book, the first discovery is almost as obscure for the first challenge in the movie as it is in the book. So in that regards, a nice connection. But other than that, it, it really, other than the base idea, it has almost no connection to the book whatsoever. And the yeah, even, so even to the point of where 
it kind of showed Artemis and pa Parcival being the ones that found, you know, the 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 keys, which were not really much of a thing in 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 the book. I mean, like like they 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 really simplified a lot of the concepts, and I think they also missed some opportunities because I think my favorite my favorite part of the book with this movie um that they never did which i after and I'll, I'll be honest with you i watched the movie first i had the book i just hadn't read it um i got it in a loot crate exclusive like it was i, I was in in the box i had it it was like in the bathroom like sitting mm -hmm. for me like i gotta read this every time i you know was in there and like i should i should pick this up and um and then i watched the movie and then i was like okay let's do it and i picked it up and i was reading it and then i i, I kind of did a mix of reading the book and listen to the audiobook because I just didn't have time with commuting and the part where after an Easter egg was found or right, right when they like found the gate or the door and they went in and like, for the most part, there was where the, the characters had to do a word, like a, a word for word action for action playthrough of like his favorite movies, mm -hmm. like war games. Like when he walks into the arcade and he pick and like he realizes he's Matthew Broderick. He's mm -hmm. he's character in war games, and he, and and the game won't progress. And and he got points, and he would make points for it was almost kind of like a, a DDR like dance dance type thing where, but you had to actually act out as the character. And if you missed a phrase or missed a word, it would help you, but you would lose points. And the whole idea was you had to get a certain number of points to be able to to progress on. I thought that was great. And then where his friends are off trying to find the gate. He ended up in this arcade that had nothing to do with anything, and that's where he found the extra life. That's where he found the coin, mm -hmm. uh, and it was like things like that where you realize that this thing was really big. And and honestly, the book was hard to get through at the beginning because the fact that he was stuck on the school like like, like portal area for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Like like art like uh, Parzival was not. He didn't have the 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 um the DeLorean. He didn't have, you know, ways to go. Yeah, he knew all of the characters, but you know, that was from um, you know, from school and he was trapped on school because he couldn't afford to go to these other places, the other lands. But it was mm -hmm. very interesting. Um, well, and here's the other reason why the movie is an amazing it is a terrible adaptation of the book, but an amazing movie in itself. It has so many pop culture representations within the film like i don't even understand how they got away with including batman because if i'm not mistaken oh no wait a minute no this wasn't there's a the lot of, it was warner brothers yeah that's the reason why but they did a great job of bringing in as much ip as they could like literally you could be a character you could be um you know, you could be Superman, you could be, what was one of the bizarre ones? Oh, Marvin the Martian, uh, you know, and, and this movie is just jam-packed with it, especially the final battle scene, because where else are you going to get a Gundam attacking Mechagodzilla kind of thing? And, and honestly speaking, like one of the things that I came away from this movie not liking the first time I saw it, when I was already like, this is bullcrap, it's not like the book at all, originally... When Parsifal is making his big rallying cry to all the citizens of the Oasis. And he's saying, you know, we have to stand up to IOI. They're about to take us down. You know, we have to get together and fight. Yeah, there's going to be sacrifice, but we have to do this to save our world, essentially. The first time I saw it, 
didn't affect me at all. I was like, that was the most lackluster thing ever to try and get people together. Rewatching it without that hang up on my mind, boom. But seriously, seeing all the things like like you mentioned, a a a hybrid version of the uh, DeLorean from Back to the Future, which is a universal property, which is the reason why they also threw in Knight Rider's little moving uh, light on the front of it, because now they've changed it a little bit. They can get away with it. Uh, mm -hmm. And plus, I'm sure Universal was not going to come at Steven Spielberg. Uh, it, it, in my opinion, a really enjoyable movie. And, and like you mentioned, there are some things in the book that there was just no way licensing wise and the like, they were going to be able to put up on the big screen. So yeah. I think given the fact that the book was extremely popular and given the fact that we were, there was no way we were going to get some of the things we saw in the book. I think they made some really, really good choices to make the movie as appealing to as many people as they could. And that's fine. That's, that's perfectly fine. I, 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 I agree with you. It is a great film. It's, it's a terrible adaptation. It's a good contender, but unfortunately, let me just move my camera a little bit more. There is a better contender out there. Um, and that happens to be the Jurassic Park franchise. Uh, well, let 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 me correct that. No, the I wouldn't Jurassic go with the franchise, bro. Yeah, I, I I got a little presumptive there. Um, the the Jurassic Park movie, nineteen ninety three, Steven Spielberg, Amblin Entertainment, uh, with Universal Studios. Um, we got one of the best movies. That is a terrible terrible book adaptation now let me go ahead and just go into that category and since we're i've already declared it and most people would already agree with me because i already saw the word jurassic park put in the con the chats um, let's go ahead and just throw the um the qr code for the voting we'll just let the vote hey 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 now. no wait hold on buddy <laughs> hold on okay because i'm talking about a movie that has got all the characters we love it's staying it's jam-packed with nostalgia Okay, you're talking about a movie that's a bad book adaptation and just leans on the crutch of virtual dinosaurs. Let me, right? just, let me just explain. First of all, not only was Jurassic Park a groundbreaking film with Industrial Light Magic, uh, the Stan Winston studio, um, the things that they did, merging not only puppeteering, um, and, and at the time, the movie was going to use stop-motion animation, but... In the process, Industrial Light Magic sat down with Steven Spielberg and said, you know, we have an idea. We have something that would make this look better. And so they showed this to them. But to not disrespect the, the stop motion team, they actually created robots, which if you think about it in the sense of, uh, of pioneering CGI, that mm -hmm. was the same. That, that concept was similarly used in things like Avatar uh, Polar Express and stuff down the road where you had you had reference tools, but they actually used small robotic dinosaurs so that the 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 stop motion animation guys did not lose their job, but were just they they were able to merge into some new form of of art medium. And it was really funny because the the head, I can't remember his name at the time, who who um who was in charge of the stop motion animation, Steven Spielberg did not want to just throw him off or anything else like that. What he did was he brought him in to a meeting and said, Hey, I want to show you something that ILM just sent me. Um, and he showed him the footage of the T-Rex walking in the grasslands. And the guy was very quiet. And Steven Spielberg goes, what do you think? And he turns to Steven Spielberg and he says, I think I'm extinct. <laughs> and that very same phrase was used when Alan Grant was walking up the stairs and um 
And it's a, he goes, I think we're out of a job. And Ian Malcolm looks at him and says, don't you mean extinct? That was, that was, that was a literal reference to that, in, that interaction with them. But again, fantastic, you know, puppetry, robotic, you know, these things were not designed to go through some of the stress that they did. Um, mm -hmm. Just the, the, the T-Rex scene, if we could throw that, that image of the T-Rex um, looking at Alan Grant in the rain, um, that, that scene in itself, that robot had to went through um went through here i'll pull it up here um not this one this one okay um that is a robot and that robot was was wearing what was like wearing foam latex which was which was absolutely absorbing all of um all of the the water from that rain because this was oh, all wow. artificial rain and the robot was was stuttering like at certain points they could only get it at 15 minutes 15 minutes at a time and then the robot would start shaking cuz it couldn't handle the weight of the rain and so they'd have to they'd have to turn the rain off stop everything get everything reset and they would they would be patting the thing down with 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 towels and everything else just everything about this film was was well done now why is this the best movie because we're not talking about the best production we're not talking about the best, you know, the best in in the industry, um, but but what happens is um, sexy Jeff Goldblum. This is the reason why I knew I was going to lose. Hold on, no? just a second here. See, and, and and while you're you're stalling, I'm just going to say, man, it was totally unfair that I chose Ready Player One because when I found out I was up against Jurassic Park, I will concede that it is probably a vastly superior oh. movie because again this one mine okay everybody try it now see if you can get in okay mine relies on nostalgia mine relies on a lot of you know like hey i i i loved this as a kid now i get to see it as an adult but uh yours is is uh, honestly speaking that movie is timeless it ages so well because of the excellent blend of practical visual effects and cg that i i still feel holds up it is it is cg that does not still look like cg they didn't spare any expense ah, <laughs> no expense I like that. to get it done and and you can tell because it's it's always there on the screen um there there are there, there are a lot of things I think that this movie did extremely well. Now let, let, let's let's talk about the adaptations that are that are messed up. First of all, um, John Hammond was a monster in the book. Uh, mm -hmm. He did not care about the injured individuals. He did mm -hmm. not care about um, what was happening to the people that were, you know, at the park. He wasn't really even a great grandfather um, in the story. Um, John Hammond meets an untimely end by a, a hill, a sprained ankle and some copies. Yeah. Um, the, the dinosaurs were much more menacing in the book. Um, if they would have done a, a one-to-one adaptation, the movie would have been a whole lot longer. It probably could have been a, a, at least two movies, maybe three. Um, and the dinosaurs were more visceral. Um, uh, it was much gore, more gory and it was also a much scare. I mean, Dinosaurs loose on an island where a bunch of people are, and the people are hopeless because there's no power, there's no real weapons or anything they can protect themselves because they're all scattered across. That's bad enough. But the movie starts off with dinosaurs already off of the island and on the mainland. 
there's a little girl that they they actually reference this in the second movie, but they they still water it down in the second movie where there's a family off the coast of Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. They're they're having they're having a meal and the little girl gets attacked by compies. Mm -hmm. Even the end of the book, um, there are there are raptors that got on the boat that was helping people get off of the island because of the storm. The raptors get off of the uh, get on the boat, hide and are able to get off on mainland. And it's discovered that they're eating chickens because remember the lysine deficiency. They 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 don't have they're not able to produce their own lysine. So the raptors figured out that if they eat the chickens who were eating the soybeans um in the um on the mainland they could survive mm -hmm. and so i mean just just how menacing i mean we don't get a dinosaur off of the off of the island until um until um the second movie yeah. which doesn't really you know which is fine but um which which by the way can we just mention as well i i really feel like the lysine deficiency was a much better mechanic for controlling the animals rather than oh we've just genetically encoded them not to reproduce you know because it because at least at least then you're like if if the island goes to pure hell you get any lysine sources out of there and the entire thing can just be reset you know what i mean but in this now, case they, they mentioned the lysine deficiency in the second movie Mm -hmm. um, oh, okay. so it is mentioned but it's not even a, a big thing i also, think i blocked it out because it was so not the book also also woo who we find out later in the jurassic world movies is a is a bad guy he's automatically an antagonist in the first movie like he's on the island with everyone else and he's 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 a he's a he's a crazy scientist um the lex and tim dynamic they're switched lex was the younger of the two um, but them switching actually was a good thing because it made them both participate, you know, a participant in the situation, in the movie, um, mm -hmm. that you had, the raptors were more visceral and there were more raptors, uh, to the point of where a raptor, uh, one of the kids threw a raptor, a baby raptor at, uh, two adults that were attacking to distract them, but didn't realize they were just going to sit there and start eating the baby. Like there was a lot of, there was a lot of, uh, of different things. And and let's not even get to the point of like the the, the two T Rexes, um, the juvenile T Rex was by far my favorite character in the books, and the mm -hmm. T Rex chasing them down the river, and them ending up in the pterodon enclosure, and being attacked in the river was one of the most if go back, and if you can find the Jurassic Park audiobook, however they do because they do they put music with it and everything, it is terrifying um to hear that being even narrated um but it's it's one of my my favorite scenes and unfortunately we, the best we got was we got it in jurassic park 3 and it was nothing like it was supposed to be um another movie that i've completely blacked out yeah that was the one that was the one where somebody talked grant into going back yes they, right? they, they fooled okay. yeah that's the one where it made me start hating nokia phones <laughs> fair enough um but by far Did that, was it the, was it the second one or the third one where they basically unleash a t-rex on san diego that was the second one that was the one with vince vaughn in okay. it which which again another thing vince gotcha. vaughn in the jurassic park franchise like 
like it worked for that one. And then I couldn't stand watching him in anything else for a while. Um, but, but yeah, uh, and even in the books. Okay. So here's an interesting thing in the, in the Jurassic Park book, Ian Malcolm died. Mm-hmm. But in Jurassic yeah. world, Michael cry, Michael Crichton, he rewrote it or he, he retconned it that he didn't actually die, that they thought he died oh, because okay. he's actually the main, he's the main protagonist in the second book. Um, and they're dealing with like um, ultra camouflage stealth carnotauruses that are coming after them. And like, they didn't get any of that. It was, yeah, it was that, but um, yeah, that one, I like, I like, hold on, Hopskeep, Matt, Maddie, uh, that one ringtone will forever be associated with Jurassic Park. And it's, it's terrible because I have, it doesn't bring fear. It doesn't bring fear in my mind at all. I don't worry about a Spinosaurus. I, I, I worry that I have to hear that sound and think about that movie. Um, and, 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 and what's it, what's her name? Um, Tia Leone. Was that, was that who it is? I don't know. The, 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 the mother in the third movie. I couldn't stand her, but we're not talking about that movie. Let me get back. Um, I mean, honestly speaking, Tony, I want to argue for why yours is better. <laughs> Because, <laughs> because, again, Ready Player One. I think you know just because it has a lot of uh, reviewability for me and my daughter doesn't mean it does for the rest of the world. But you know, if you're, let's say, it's late at night and you're doing a stream where you're building Legos or you're putting light kits in your Legos, you know, it'd be it's a good movie to have on in the background. Because it's okay, got a lot me, of stuff. So much so that when so much so that when the Zemeckis cube is used, you literally get elements of Back to the Future's music. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that. Look at that. See, this is why Ready Player One is a great movie. Listen, I'm not saying it's not a great movie. It's just not the best movie. It's not better than well, Jurassic no Park. That listen, one of one of the things that I, th I found was amazing was. Um, I'm a, I'm a big movie. I've got the laser disc. I've got the, the, the DVDs and Blu-rays. I even have the 3d version of Jurassic park. And a lot of times when you, when you think of 3d versions, it's like, it's, it's, it's hyper layered. It's not really, it's not really good or wonk, it's really wonky. Um, Steven Spielberg actually went back and worked on it. And what they, re what they realized was the way they filmed Jurassic park was that it was perfectly designed to be a 3D movie. And if you mm. have not watched Jurassic Park as a 3D movie, it is... Listen, I have watched... I have worn out the VHS. I have got... I have, I've had to buy multiple versions of the DVD of Jurassic Park because I've worn those out and they've scratched and skipped and everything else. Um, I have multiple versions of the Blu-ray. I have the 4K version. But that 3D version made me a kid again when i watched it that, because that of makes the depth sense. of the rain yeah and, and and especially they did a lot of layering in those cg visual effects so that and, and when, the, when the raptor jumps up into the duct to to, to bite at lex you Ooh. you you jump back like it's it is a perfect it's a perfect film it's I, also you know, a perfect 3D i, I film. really feel like i should pull it up and just vote for you now I, I voted for myself, so I at least got one. Uh, well, but make sure, but me... make sure you, you guys, if you're voting, there's not a lot of voting going on. We are kind of tied right now, which I thought was kind of surprising. Um, so go ahead and throw that. In. You vote early, vote often. There's plenty of time to do so. Um, what do you think is the best? Is it Jurassic Park or is it Ready Player One? Let me. Do, I'll be honest with you. After reading the book, though, um, I still enjoy watching Ready Player One. 
But, but I typically only put it on now as background, uh, as a background thing or as something to go to sleep. Um, Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing too. That definitely tells you which one of these two is the better movie. Okay. Is I, I can do this and you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Clever girl. Right? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm doing. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying. You know where it's from. Or hold on to your butts. Yeah, there you go. You forgot to say the magic word. But have you heard anyone quote Ready Player One at all in the last decade? No. Not a one. Well, okay. I, I will I will give this. Um, a couple years ago for my birthday, you know about this. I did I did an Easter egg hunt through my TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, that was kind of inspired from ready player one. And I want to do that again. I think the concept of there being these hidden Easter eggs down the road, even now I will do, when I do videos, I do them with the thought of like, I want to, if I want to use this as a, as an Easter egg down the road, I want to make sure I add something to it. Um, it made me think about a bigger picture, but I can tell you right now, this movie, I'm a, I'm a Marvel creator on TikTok. And you can tell I've got a lot of Marvel stuff, but the chokehold, the dra- and and it, and it's timeless because right now I have a couple Jurassic Park things that are down here. I have a kid who has a room full of Jurassic Park dinosaurs, and the joy that I I got when they brought out the Legacy series, where as a kid I collected all the dinosaurs, I, I had every single Jurassic Park toy. And I wished they would have made a brachiosaur so that you could have that scene with the, with it eating from the tree. And, um, uh, you know, it's like, uh, we clocked the T-Rex at, you know, 30 miles an hour or whatever it was. And, and like, he's, 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 he's getting woozy and you see the, 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 the brachiosaur bite from the tree. They made that. And I was super excited. My, my kid and I, we loved, we loved like just geeking out over the dinosaurs. And I think that's where they win games and stuff can be nostalgic and you can enjoy those things. And of course we have these, Oh, look, it's the, it's the guy from Fortnite. Um, but when it comes down to dinosaurs His and adventure, it has, it has back. elements of Indiana Jones. It has, it has elements of um, just some of your favorite Epic films because it takes you into a f- fantastical destination and you can just geek out about dinosaurs and jump and be scared of them and think about brachiosaurs as giant cows and them sneezing on you. And people can argue over how in the world did the T-Rex walk out of the paddock and then all of a sudden throw a, uh, a Jeep down a, a gully that didn't seem to exist. Wasn't there a minute there ago. Are people, which there are people who have who have gone and done one for one. Mo- there, is a, there is a game. It's not even really a game. It's literally just a simulation of Jurassic Park. It is It is literally, if you if you watch it with the movie, you you drive in the jeep you can actually go the roads and go through the gates that they go through in the movie and when you get to the t-rex paddock there is there is this there is this flat land where the t-rex comes out you can see where the goat was and then there's a gully just like 15 feet or 15 yards away from where the t-rex came out that it makes perfect sense because it it's the it's the boundary like you see with like um think of Jurassic Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom I think it was when you see the T-Rex going through the zoo and there's this gully between him and the lion, mm-hmm. there's a moat 
to prevent the T-Rex from going over to the next paddock that's just over this tunnel. So that makes sense. No, it's like literally like it's the lore is fantastic and fantastical. And it's one of those things where the book is better, um, but the movie's still enjoyable. And you can see where they took aspects of the book and they put it into the other films. And I'm mm -hmm. telling you right now, Jurassic Park, this, this is an easy one. This was a, this was a low impact um, episode for me. Uh, I, I do apologize for, well, we were going to flip a coin. I just told him I'm taking Jurassic Park. I wanted to automatically win. So um, yeah, you yeah, have, I got to figure out how to rig the voting. Hold on. Yeah. 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 So um, any thoughts real quick before we wrap up, because we're getting close to the hour and I think I've talked enough about Jurassic Park. Uh, you know, honestly speaking, I think it would be a good time to kind of talk about how we've received a bevy of interesting fandom news uh, lately, uh, specifically meaning like uh, we've had some things pop up, like uh, the fact that uh, it's kind of seeming like if even if given the opportunity, we probably wouldn't get Margot Robbie again as a Harley Quinn. Seems that she has uh, decided that, you know, she always viewed this as a role that could be handed on similar to Batman and everything else. So I thought that was interesting, but more importantly too, I think is the uh, great news to hear that uh, James Gunn is actively working on uh, Peacemaker two as he prepares for Superman legacy. So we definitely are still going to get Peacemaker uh, uh, Peacemaker. I said Peacemaker too, but I mean the second series of Peacemaker. Uh, so I really look forward to that because that was one of those things that it was a funny character in Suicide Squad. Uh, the television show was amazingly entertaining, yet dark and depressing at the same time. So, you know, that's, that's what I would say. But, you know, in regards to this, I know I lost. I I, I know it. It's okay. I'm okay. Well, I, I'm seeing a scan going on. Um, that wasn't me. I'm not cheating. No, it's fine because I'd only let you do it once. I was gonna let it do it multiple times. Well, that's what that's what you think, but is it tied to IP? I bet you I could figure this out. Give me a second. I'm a tech <laughs> guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, let me just this is un this is unprecedented. Um oh so it's I, unprecedented. I my, it's 2016 all over again, man. I did my one vote because of course I'm gonna vote for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Will voted for himself. Um we're we're tied. Yeah, not not very long here. Let me tell you, my friend. No, I'm not going <laughs> to keep. Well, there you go. Well, that's the way we should go out. This was the first experiment. We were just we were the we were the litmus test for this to see. Okay, well, what works? What doesn't? What should we do with the structure later? What should we do? You know what I mean? So it's like, how do we build this? Uh, what 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 do we do in the future for it? So that's good. It's good that we we may end on a tie but then again tony if you think about it this thing this thing will reside forever so it's almost kind of like well it looks like we're tied now but in the long run by the time next time fandoms was on we're ready to announce the winner and if you watch last time ding 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 boom was i was kind of hoping Park. to like like say i won on this episode like wrap it up now but we can we can definitely do that and i think i think this this will be more fun especially if i can and ref it. I think when we when we do it in the future, we'll have it at the beginning where the the QR code is automatically there. Um, we'll pit it. I I didn't announce what the movies were for the sake of of Will because I think Will felt like he was going to lose automatically. Um, I mean, he's like literally, literally, guys. If you want to know, Will goes. Listen, just don't 
don't announce, don't promote what the movies are because it'll be over. No, that wasn't um, even it. I said, don't mention your movie. I said, don't mention yours because I'm gonna. That's it. People are gonna be like Jurassic Park. Oh, that's a classic. All the other movies may have been what they were, but Jurassic Park, come on now. Because seriously, that when that movie after that movie came out, people saw it and they were amazed. They were like, "There is an island somewhere. Dinosaurs are on it." Um, baking bread for people to get their votes is cheating. I'm just no, it's not, say man. It. No, it's not. Just say it. Just no, it's say not. It. The bread's got to go somewhere when I bake it, my friend. Because one of the is things bread, I got for Christmas was a new cast money? iron bread doing, oven. Are we doing? Are we doing briberies? Are, are is that what we're doing here, or is it literally? Hey, look, man, it's can't you be happy with a tie? You know, at least it's not like 2020. And I'm like, you know what? It, it, all indications were we we were winning, and you know, as a matter of fact, I think I did win. <laughs> I wasn't gonna vote. Then when I found out that you voted, I had to vote. I only did that to make sure I had one vote, man. I you thought, got you got more than one, so yeah, I got two. Yahoo. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think this is an excellent idea. I I am honored to have been a part of the the first iteration of it, and, and I really feel that this is something that if you can come up with with good enough themes, it's it probably could ca be carried as its own show. That's what I'm thinking. Opinion. Yes. I the would, only I thing I think that would be better too is is definitely the audience being involved in kind of coming up with the topics as well yes yes because um, it's important so not to say it's this movie against that movie it's more yeah. important to say in this theme we're looking at this movie versus that movie so here's here's my challenge for those of you who are watching whether you're watching it live with us or you're gonna be watching it later on um we're we're gonna go i'm gonna leave the voting open so this qr code is gonna be active until the next fandoms and we're gonna decide from there who wins and maybe we'll even 3d print some like little some like little thumbs up like winner's belt or something for your thumb i don't know something small and easy to mail um and so or i'll just well i'll just send you the, the 3d print file and you could print it yourself um yeah, <laughs> save on postage yes i could um, but but um yeah we'll keep it live so you can definitely continue to vote on this even as this show is over so next show is going to be the 19th of january so on that day, if, um, you know, we will close voting, um, at noon, um, on the 19th with noon Eastern time, just to people, well, no, we'll, we'll be nice to those West coast people, those, those poor, unfortunate souls. Um, and, and we cause you're, you're behind. Yeah. Like I'm living in the future. You're living in the past. I mean, it's just how it is. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have it run until three o'clock eastern time noon uh pacific standard so you'll have time to to go ahead and and to vote we'll announce the winner on the next episode and then we will we will work on doing this as its own thing i've already i already know i've got some people in their initiative that want to be a part of this i'm also looking to possibly bring some some guests on to participate because i think that would be a lot of fun just to argue what movies are better and then, um, and we'll listen, we're all about, you know, being positive in your initiative. I think this is one of the time where you can trash talk something, you know, just for the sake of the fun of it. Um, I think so. And, um, and so if you have any suggestions for categories, I want to make them wonky. I don't want to be like best superhero film go. Like I want it to be something weird, like, um, the best worst superhero film or, you know, what is the best, what is the best worst trilogy or, 
you know, something like that. Like I would, I would love to have some type of, of horseshoe to make it a little bit more difficult um, to kind of figure out, you know, what, 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 what the, the movie is that someone would pick. Um, and so if you have suggestions, um, leave them in the comments of this video. Also, if you have some ideas for our uh, generative, uh, generative, generative, uh, AI, um, for possible other news segments that we could listen to at butcher, um, uh, for more reasons why AI will never take our jobs, uh, put those in there too. We'll be watching the comments. Um, and with that said, uh, just a couple things to remember, uh, you can fill out the contact us to be part of our newsletter. Um, also to get more nerd information about nerd initiative. There are also some wonderful things that you can follow through with. Um, first one I'm going to do because of our guy in the chair, um, is the, is, um, uh, now I got Wrestling Night Live. Yes, thank you. Nerd Initiatives Wrestling Night Live. Um, you can find it every Thursday night at 8 p.m. And also be be mindful to watch out for our our, our socials. Um, and also uh, you can follow uh, follow Rich um, because he will be doing um, announcements of other shows that will happen, whether it's a pre-show or a post-show for the pay-per-views, um, whatever it is. Um, he is a workhorse and is doing a lot of different things. Um, so be sure to check out rich and what he's doing. Um, doing a fantastic job also for turn a page, uh, turn a page is every Tuesday night. Um, we just had the cheersies last week. Um, and so, um, and so, uh, that was a great episode. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of great creators and great comics and publishing, uh, companies that were recognized. Um, and we look forward to seeing stuff like that. Um, and also just remember about new comic book day every Wednesday on the nerd initiative website. Um, you can get your information, the scoop of what's new, what reviews are going on, um, and what to read, because there's a lot of great stuff coming out, not only in the mainstream sections with like DC, Marvel, uh, IDW, um, or boom comics, but you know, also a lot of things like distillery, um, ghost machine, a lot of great comics that are coming out or have been coming out. Um, that if you don't know, you could miss out and miss an opportunity for some, some great original stories that, that set up their own worlds. Um, and then one last thing, if we can throw back the wrestling night live, um, uh, QR code on there, um, make sure you, you, not only do you follow rich for this, um, and follow wrestling night live for this, but also know, um, there are the Brodies. I don't know if you have a QR code on here for the Brodies. Um, but the, the, the wrestling awards, um, it's, I believe it's still open now. Um, you could definitely vote for that. Um, you can find more information on that. And there is a link, um, on the nerd initiative website. So if you go to nerdinitiative.com, you will see a link at the top of the page, um, for the Brodies voting is until January 15th. Um, but with that said, this has been, I've, I've had fun. Well, have you had fun? Of course I did. Oh How yeah. I and, and to keep the lights on, don't forget to check out the nerd initiative merchandise, uh, the merch store. I cannot believe rich. Thank you for saving me. Um, I'm contractually obligated to talk about it. Um, but with that said, uh, we will see you guys on January 19th. Have a wonderful evening. And if you've enjoyed this, um, be sure to like subscribe and leave a comment in the, in the, um, um, in the video, we would love to see your thoughts and what we even suggestions of what we could do to make this better. And you know well, what? Vote said, for Ready Player One just so we can crush Tony's dreams. No, no. <laughs> Look no, at him looking at the tied. poll really quick. Is there anything? Is there anything? Can I say I won? Eh. No, it's still tied. It's probably a good way to go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go wake my wife up and tell her to vote. So that's hard. That's mean, dude.